I'm JT. And I'm George. This is Pod Feratu. All right, you guys. Reapazoids. So, massive, massive spoiler warning. Yes, there is absolutely no way we can do this episode. Because we're doing plot twists. Plot twists, baby. Favorite plot twists. Bet you didn't see that coming. Uh, (laughs) Show yourself out. Okay. So, um... I deserve it. First of all, like... What do you consider a plot twist? Because there are some things that, like, yeah. So during some things that are are just like a really big reveal, and that's not really a plot twist to me. So, for example, Friday the Thirteenth Part One, Jason Voorhees' mom being revealed as the killer is not a plot twist. See, that to me is a plot twist. I've seen people say that it's a plot twist, but why would it be? We have no concept of Jason yet. That's true. All we think Jason is is a dead boy. That's true. So when she's revealed as the killer, that's the same as any whodunit. Okay, yes, all right. So by that's, that definition, you would have to say that every whodunit that's fair. is a plot twist. And I don't agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah. A plot twist is either you think you're watching one type of movie, yeah. and it's not. You're going down one path, and you yeah. end up finding out you've been going yeah. down a different path the whole like, time. Scream, I don't think Scream counts as a plot twist for the same reason. It's just okay. a reveal of who the killers are. Okay. However, I think that's a twofer, right? Yeah. The reveal of who the killers are, that's just a reveal. The plot twist is that there was two of them. Okay. That's the twist. Okay. Because when they reveal the second killer, it's several minutes after we find the first yeah. killer. So that's when it's like, oh. Right. And I think that's what you need. Those That moment yeah. that makes you go, oh, what? Yeah, right, right, right. I think that's kind of what you need for a, for a yeah. real strong plot twist. Yeah. Okay. Can a plot twist also be a reveal yes yes which brings me to psycho and i think that's a perfect example of yes where they're the same so i kind of had to break my list up i have four categories i have the movies that we all that everybody already talks about right and they're just listed i thought i'd just say which ones those are yeah we got i have two under a category called heartbreakers oh which are just like I don't necessarily know if it's a plot twist. We can, we, you can help me define it okay. when we get there. Okay. But it was just what the fuck type of show. Okay. I got my honorable mentions, and then I've got my actual five that I want okay. to talk about. I have my five. I have some honorable mentions. I have some things I don't want to talk about. At least one thing I don't want to talk about specifically because I want you and Sarah to watch this movie before I say anything else about it. And that's whatever happened to Baby whatever Jane. happened to Baby Jane. Man, Which we a, plan to do an episode yeah. So wow. JT one talks of, about this movie all the time. One of my all-time favorite movies and one of my all-time, possibly my all-time favorite plot twist. Oh, yeah? Ever. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. Because, I'm de- I'm because I, I, I can't even. All right. So let so, me start with the ones we all that everybody always talks about when you talk about plot twists. Yes. For me, those are Psycho. Psycho. The Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Scream. Sleepaway Camp, yeah. The others and Saw, yeah. I think those are the ones that actually like, Saw to me is just a big reveal. Fair, but I can see why. Yeah, I really, I part of me wanted to talk about Sleepaway Camp, and I was like, that is old, old. We round. did an episode about it, didn't we? Did we no, it was in the summer camp episode. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, if you want to hear us talk about Sleepaway Camp, because it, it deserves mention, it does. Yeah, but, check out our Summer Camp Slasher episode. But I can't, I can't think of any horror people I know 
that wouldn't know about Sleepaway Camp already right. anyway. Because it's just been or at least so be aware of it. talked about. And so and if you've never seen Sleepaway Camp, holy shit. I would say it's yeah. traumatizing. If you've never seen it and you happen to not know what the twist is, dude, watch, watch this it. Because holy shit, you're gonna be like the fuck. The others. The I have others. never seen the others, but I know the twist. Yeah. It got ruined for me. Oh, it doesn't take away man. from the twist, because I think that's a really, really cool concept, but Everybody talks about the others I when didn't, we talk about plot twists. I didn't like the plot twist in the others, and I didn't really like the movie very much. But that's because of another movie that's on my list. Okay. So. Um, then I had my Heartbreakers. Yes. And we have two in this category. It's a twist, but it's more of just like a bleak what the fuck. The Mist. Oh, man. Right? Because goddamn. Goddamn. What a gut punch. <laughs> and then Eden Lake. I'm like you. With, with the Oof. movie you were just talking about. I haven't seen it in like, but I know what happens. It's so... And I don't... I didn't. I had no idea. I don't think I could bring myself to watch it. I watched that shit by myself. Oh, shit. I just was like, I need a shower. I need a nap. And I, need gummy a, bears. I need a teddy bear. I need sunlight. I need... <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need was, lullabies and a nightlight. <laughs> like, you think... You get to the end of the... Like we said, spoilers. You get to the end of the movie and you're like, oh... Finally, yeah. oof, she's safe, and you don't realize that she's run directly into the pit of hell. Basically. Oh man, yeah. They mm. drag her into that room. They close the door, and then the credits roll. Rough. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I should watch it just to say that I've watched it. But this is another one I haven't seen because I feel like I've got to really kind of work myself up to see it. Uh, apparently, it's a pretty good plot twist of Martyrs. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, the French no. version, not the horrible American remake. And, and I know about it, and I still want to see it, but it's the movie is supposed to be really, really tough to watch. Yeah. So I have to kind of work my way into it. So with that said, I'm ready to get into our right, five. Here you are. I am. All right, let's go. All right, so my first, I didn't rank these except for the last one, which is my favorite on the list. Yeah, mine aren't ranked either. So my first one is um, Malignant. 2021, James Wan. Madison suffers a head injury from her abusive ex-husband. She then starts having violent visions, which start coming to pass. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got to jump right into spoilers, obviously. turns out that it is that Madison is under the control of her parasitic twin brother, Gabriel, who was removed... From her, except for his brain, which was then just shoved, still and mushed into her brain and in soda. <laughs> and then when I don't her husband know. smacks her against the wall, that wakes Gabriel up. And Gabriel's like the fuck. And hilarity, <laughs> hilarity ensues. It is unbelievably stupid. And man, that fucking precinct fight about Holy the precinct shit. fight. Shit. So I learned something just the other day about that scene. I was convinced. It was CGI. It's, it's not, not CGI. Yeah. It's a contortionist. Wow. And the girl who did it was a contestant on America's Got Talent. Oh wow. And that's where James Wan saw her. Oh damn. And she got she got through. She didn't she didn't get very far. But James Wan was like, she she's gonna be Gabriel. That's a they great created story. like these things to add to her arms to help yeah. her with the motions, but she was actually able to do this shit that's without the thing they great built. Great story. I heard something similar about that. Remember Splinter? That's not CGI either. It's not. 
the splinter creature, when you see the creature moving around, that's a gymnast. And they put him in a suit and had him... Wow. Yeah. We did an episode about Splinter, too. If you haven't seen that, no, that's, a, that's a really, really strong creature feature. It really is, and it's really different. Very unique. So, that's my All that's right. my first one. All right. So, my first one, and y'all have heard me gush about this movie a lot. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I just felt like it had to be on my list. Us, from Jordan Peele, obviously, with my girl Lupita Nyong'o, Winston that's, Duke, that's... and Elizabeth Moss. That is quite a. Uh, that is quite a uh, twist. Twist. Yeah, you would think that if I was going to pick a Jordan Peele movie, it would be Get Out. But see, I don't. But I feel like I feel Get like a, there's as much of a plot twist in Get Out. No, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's a. What's more, you like find a out that his girlfriend stuff stuff on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but it is. More yeah, like, that's true. Herbie. Yeah, like she is kind of a yeah. plot twist. And then the too. twist that originally we think that they're just killing black people. And then yeah. it turns out that it's like a it's a body snatcher sort it's, of situation. Um, I can't say enough good things about Get Out. I love but Get Out. Us, it's my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. It's the one I've seen the most times. I'm really like drawn to the whole like doppelganger horror. Okay. So there's that appeal for me, mm-hmm. you know. But other than that, I just thought the acting was phenomenal. I thought the story was great. And then when we realize that the person we have been considering our protagonist right. the entire, entire time, time turns out to be the little girl that's and they switched oh, out. Man. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Because then it, it like when you watch knowing that, 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 when you rewatch that movie, it puts it in a whole different context. Because that whole thing at the beginning, and she's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to go to the beach," and this, and that, a, making up all these excuses. And, Bitch, it's because you know you evil. It's in a and it's got a great final shot too. It's so good. The little boy. See, I didn't. I, I and he's wearing the long chain he wore. I didn't think of that I because I need to. I never rewatched it. Oh, and I should. You rewatch it, it, it turns into a whole different yeah. movie. And I love that kind of shit. Jordan is just amazing. I love that kind of shit. It, it's really great. It's not a movie that anybody hasn't heard of. You know? Um, yeah. Just just fantastic. My right. next... Yes. We'll do, I'll do two and then you do your yep. two and three? Okay. I am going to go to Orphan First Kill. Now, Orphan First Kill. I did not watch the first Orphan. Oh, the reason I didn't watch the first Orphan is for the same reason that I never watched The Usual Suspects or okay. others. The, it got ruined. It got for ruined me. for you. It got okay. ruined for me, and I was just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, I just never got around. Right. So probably should still, but just never. You should. Did. You should. But when Orphan First Kill came out, it piqued my interest. Loved that movie because so like now everybody knows. That she's a grown ass woman. Right. So my thought was like, how are they going to make this? How are they going to do this? Yeah. How are they going to do this? How are they going to give us anything where we don't? Or is that the thing, like the Hitchcock Hitchcock suspense thing? Where right. Every, the audience knows, right. but nobody in the movie knows, and we know something that the characters don't. Right. So there was that, but then they managed to still pull off a really, really phenomenal fucking. It really twist. is. So this one was written by David Kogashal, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, and Alec Mace, and directed by William Brent Bell. So this is a prequel to the first movie. 
in this one, the first family that adopts her adopts her. Um, <laughs> the brother in the family is like not fucking with her, really. They think she's their kidnapped. No, they don't adopt her. Isn't she like they think it's her daughter? Their daughter. I don't remember. Been kidnapped or? I don't remember. Shit, because now I don't. I was able to figure out the twist. Yeah. Only because it is very, very similar to a real life case that I okay. watched a documentary about. In the real life case, this young kid goes missing. Blonde hair, white boy from the country. Disappears. Years later. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Some French dude. Imposter. Imposter. Yeah. With dark hair, tan skin. Right. And with a French accent, claims to be him. Yes. They bring him from France to the United States and he moves in with. This family, for reasons that nobody could really wrap their head around, this family accepts him. Accepts it, yeah. Accepts it like, yeah, it must be him. As it turns yeah. out, the brother actually had killed his little Right. Boy. So he knew that this person wasn't him, but if right. he, he didn't want to like So I, I think Orphan First Kill might be that. that and that's it, I, and think. I think that's how the shit went. But except in this one, he accidentally killed his little sister. And the mother covers it up. So that your brother doesn't, uh, so the son man, doesn't go to jail. Julia Stiles as a heavy. I had never seen her play a villain. Fantastic. Everything I'd ever seen her in was like like teen rom-coms. Rom I'd never really seen her do anything quite like this. No. And I was remarkably impressed. Plus, the kid who plays the orphan is really, really good. She's a yeah. damn good actress. Yeah. It's a great movie. Really awesome plot twist. Um, I, I love it. It gets weird and uncomfortable. It got panned. It got really panned. I don't understand. I didn't understand why. I thought it was pretty damn yeah. great. And so Orphan got panned as well. And By non-horror fans. And that's why I put it on this list at number four. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my number four is Orphan, which is 2009. How may Kuyet how may Sarah, I think is how it's pronounced, is the director... And of course, you know, they his family adopts Esther, and they think she's a little girl almost immediately. I mean, just right from the jump, you know, something's up. Something is fucked up with this kid. Yeah, it was. It dropped a bomb on me, man. It was this, this, you know, this nine-year-old Russian girl adopted by the Coleman family, and she's freaking homicidal. And what is she like, thirty-two or something? She's thirty-three years old. And it was, she's and supposed just, to be like. She's trying to pass as like a twelve-year-old, yeah. And she dresses like she yeah. walked out of the eighteen hundreds. I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? You are not blending the, in the, at all. The reveal of all of that to me was jaw-dropping. I never, I never saw it coming. I really didn't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have probably been just as blown away had it yeah. not been ruined for me. I mean, you knew something was wrong, but I kind of figured it was like. Macaulay Culkin, the good son. Yeah, she's just crazy. The bad yeah, seed. she's just violent. No, no, not at all. It's even worse. Than it's that. way worse. So, it's way worse than what you could have possibly imagined. So that's my my number four. All right. My number three. Uh, this is not going to surprise you at all. This is, I got to go back to 1975. Dario Argento, Deep Red. If you want plot twists and you want red herrings. You've got to start watching Giallo. Okay. Goddamn. So Marcus sees a murder from his apartment, and he goes to the apartment where it happened, and he finds a body. The police come. 
Next day, he goes to visit his severely alcoholic friend, Carlo, but only finds Carlo's mother, who kind of starts hitting on him. Things progress through the movie. Marcus and his reporter, kind of girlfriend, Gianna, they get attacked by Carlo later on, who then gets run over and dragged by a garbage truck. And then his head gets run over by it. (laughs) Everybody thinks everything's all over. And then Marcus goes to see Gianna in the hospital where he gets attacked by the real killer, who was Carlos's mother the whole time. What? Yeah. Carlo attacked them to protect her. But she's been the real killer the entire time. And you see her really early in the movie. And supposedly, if you know this and then you watch the beginning and you see the first murder, supposedly you can kind of tell. It's my, everyone, when people talk about Argento, they talk about stuff like Phenomenon and Suspiria and, and Bird with Crystal Plumage. This is my favorite Argento movie. There's a really creepy mechanical doll scene in this movie, which is another episode we need to do is creepy dolls. We haven't done a creepy doll. We have not done creepy dolls. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely need. And that is my number three. Okay. So what have I done? My numbers one and two so far. Yeah. Yeah. So my number three, and we'll go to my number three and four. Similar in themes. We'll start with this one, a movie that I believe we talked about during our Christmas horror episode. This one's called Better Watch Out. Yeah. This movie was fucked up. Fucked up. It starts out pretty basic. This kid who's like way too old for a fucking babysitter <laughs> has a baby. I thought that when we were when I was watching, it, I was, I was like, like, "This kid's grown." Like, I was staying at home by myself when I was ten. Yeah, but they they kind of they they make a decent explanation that it's his parents are just super over, I guess, yeah. protective, and they don't you know they still treat him like a baby. Yeah. So they get him a babysitter who's I guess been his babysitter for a really really long time, and they go out on to, to a Christmas party or whatever. Pretty soon. It starts to turn into a home invasion movie. The babysitter and the kid are doing their very best to protect themselves against whatever the fuck is outside Mm -hmm. trying to get into the house. Fast forward, something goes wrong, and she ends up finding out that this home invasion has been staged and that the kid has just kind of had this disturbing, weird fucking crush on her for all these years. Icky. Icky crush. Icky as fuck. So him and his best friend, who's the neighbor, staged the whole thing Yes. so that he could then pretend to save her, look like a hero, and hopefully get into her pants. Right. Ugh. Of course, this plan starts to very quickly devolve yes. and just go unravel it fast. Gets, it starts to turn into like... A very, very bloody version of Home Alone, in yes, a way. Literally, friend, because he does the paint can thing. The, I was, that's what I was getting. The paint can thing is probably one of the most grotesque off-screen kills yeah. that I have ever seen. Yeah, He ties the kid to the fucking chair, mm-hmm. like straps him in, and then he ties this big-ass yellow paint can to a rope, and he goes up on, like, what the, I guess, like a... Uh, like like a, the hallway, like yeah. you, you know, he can. You, it's one of those big ass houses yeah. where, from the upstairs hallway, you can see like right. down. And he drops the can, and the can goes swinging like in Home Alone, and it smashes the yeah. kid in the face, completely crushing his head. Yeah. And then 
they do this shot where you see the yellow paint and the red blood mixing yeah. together. It is just yeah. fucked. It's really rough. Yeah. This one is directed by Chris Peckover, written by Zach Kahn and Chris Peckover. A bunch of unknowns in this movie. Mm-hmm. Olivia Dijon, Levi Miller, and Ed Oxenbolt. Really great film. I yeah. never saw that shit coming. <laughs> I was really just expecting your basic, you know, babysitter yeah. film. Did not expect him to be behind. My fourth one is ironically called The Babysitter. This one you can find on Netflix. It's directed by Mick G. Mm-hmm. Write, written by Brian Duffield, stars Judea Lewis, Samara Weaving, and Robbie Arnell. In this movie, Samara Weaving plays a babysitter. She gets sent on the job to babysit the kid who she's been babysitting forever. They don't have an unhealthy relationship. Right. He recognizes that his babysitter's hot, but they have very much like a big sister, little brother yes. relationship. They're really good friends, actually. They, they're cool. They play games. Yeah. She's a good babysitter. She puts him to bed. She does what every babysitter does and invites her friends over. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around playing spin the bottle. They're drinking. They're doing drugs. They're having a good time. And one of them is this nerdy kid who doesn't look like he should be hanging out mm-hmm. with these hot, cool-ass kids. He doesn't know why he's even there. He's like, I don't know why y'all invited me, but fuck it, I'm here. Right. They basically blow his head up like, no, nah, dude, you're cool and we like you. Like, you should be nicer to yourself and right. you know, be talk kindly to yourself. And so she goes in to, for a kiss and then out of nowhere pulls out these two sacrificial daggers, shoves them into <laughs> his fucking skull. The goddamn Bellagio fountain of blood <laughs> explodes from this man's head. Meanwhile, the kid who she's babysitting has had gotten up and was just being a little kid, nosy kid, and wanted to know what the older kids were doing. Thought he might maybe see a boob or something or see them kissing. Didn't expect to see a satanic ritual taking right. place. And then it turns out that Samara Weaving has been conducting these rituals for a while. Right. And it keeps her young yeah. and powerful. And <laughs> the rest of they're all going to try to get that same sort of ability. When they find out that the kid sees it, which wasn't part of the plan, they gotta kill him. No, they gotta kill him. So now this kid is like doing his best to survive. He kind of reminds me in terms of character type and behavior. He reminds me a little bit of Fool from People Under the Stairs. Oh, well, yeah, very much. Very much. Uh, Bella Thorne is in this, Doug Haley, Emily Allen Lind. It's got a pretty decent cast. Really, really fun movie. It's hilarious at times. Yeah. Just absolutely hilarious. There's a scene where, like, the jock guy is chasing the kid. Yeah. The kid ends up running into his neighborhood bully, and the bully's fucking with him. But instead (laughs) of the killer just killing both of them, he defends the kid he's trying to kill, (laughs) and he's like, you can't let people bully you, man. It's just so funny and so smart. I I love that movie. Yeah. There's a sequel. Sequel's not as strong. No. It, sequel's, it's good. I've seen the sequel. The sequel's good, but it's Is definitely it not. Weaving? Yeah, she's back. She's back. So you, do you have one left? I have one left. Okay. So my fourth one on my list is a 1962 movie, Carnival of Souls. I've heard of this movie. I've never seen it. It's a freaking classic. It's a cult classic because it was made for very little money. And it didn't do very well, but it is—it really is a classic, and it's actually 
um, it's talked about in terms of like filmmaking. And the guy's the director's name is Herc Harvey. It was his only feature. Really? Yeah. So Mary and her friends crash their car into a river. Three hours later, as the police start dragging the river, Mary emerges onto the river riverbank. She's got no idea how she how she survives because she didn't. So it goes through the whole movie, and all this weird shit keeps happening to her. They keep she keeps running into people who kind of look like zombies, and one guy in particular keeps like appearing almost everywhere she goes, and then eventually we cut to them pulling the car out of the water, and they open the door and she's in the car. Oh my! And we find out that she's been dead the entire time. It's one of the most atmospheric movies you will ever yeah. watch. And it's still, I think it's super creepy parts of it. It's all makeup. There's no effects. There's no, I mean, it's just, it's a classic. It's really, it's just really dark. It's really somber. It's not something that it's, it's definitely a slow burn. Mm. And it's not something that you're going to get like jump scare after jump scare. It's just weird. Yeah. Almost surreal. It's just very cool. And that's why I don't like the others, because this um, was 1962. So, so, we already, so we've already done the been dead the whole time thing. Right. The concept that I do think is interesting about the others is that Nicole Kidman and her kids keep seeing these spirits. Yeah. And as it turns out, they're not spirits. They're right. the people who are still alive. Yeah, that's true. So I thought that was kind of that cool. That is kind and of And then cool. you know, you, the, it kind of got another twist because it turns out Nicole Kidman killed her kids. Yeah. That's She's true. Killed, which makes it even that's true. Even darker. So. Yeah. There's another movie. It's not really a horror movie, but I think it's kind of a horror movie. Vanilla Sky. That's another one that I have. Another one where you reason. where it's like this plot got ruined. Yeah. Oh man, that's too bad. Because it was another one that I never saw. It. The Usual Suspects is one of those ones yeah. that I was mad as hell that that the plot got ruined. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, before we hit our number one, yes. Yeah. So honorable mentions, I have The Cabin in the Woods. Okay. I have You're Next. Okay. I have High Tension. Yeah, that's a good one. Identity. That's a good one. Get Out. And okay. Nope. I have some of the ones that you have, but I also have Frailty. Ooh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that shit was good. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yes, that didn't even occur to me. That was yeah. <laughs> that just makes you go, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> it was another heartbreaker. Yeah, you know, it, was it was like, like for oh, real? God damn it, really? And then, uh, since I'm not going to talk about it, whatever happened to Baby Jane? Okay. All right, number one. You want to go first? You want me sure, to? I'll go first. This is 1972. It's based on a Thomas Tryon novel. It's called The Other. Singular. Singular. It's uh, Robert Mulligan, who did a lot of stuff, but this is his only horror movie. So you've got these... Twins, Holland and Niles Perry, 2023. Anybody that starts watching this movie today is going to know exactly where it's going. Okay. But in 1972, this was fucked up. Okay. So this was, in 1972, this was one nasty little movie in terms of shit that happens in it. So Holland, uh, of the two brothers, Holland is evil, is an evil little fucker. And he's responsible for all kinds of violence and brutality. But then you find out later he's been dead for like a year. Oh. And it's his brother Niles who's living both oh. both personalities. 
Yeah, and, I bet that um, was pretty groundbreaking for so, the So, so yeah, the so the whole evil twin thing has obviously been done to death, and the whole evil twin, who really one of the twins isn't really even there, has been done to death by now. This is one of the, it's the premise of Good Night, Mommy, which again was like I was maybe twenty minutes into Good Night, Mommy, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, but it's because of this movie, right? So. It's one of my. There's my, a Japanese movie called A Tale of Two Sisters. Tale of Two Sisters I does the same, it, but it's the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, and, and I still love them, but it's like, okay, well, I know how this is going to play out, but that's all right. So yeah, that's my. It's one of my favorites, and it's just like a. Like I said, it really is. It really is a nasty little movie. Yeah. 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 So, my, well, let me not say my number one. Just my last one, the, the last one on this list, came out in, in 2019, directed by Matt Bidinelli-Open and Tyler Gillette, written by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy, also starring Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, and Mark O'Brien. This is Ready or Not. I loved Ready or Not. I thought it was a blast. Yeah. It was funny. It was tense. Yeah. It was very unique, too. It was. All of us have made certain efforts so our in-laws will like us. But Grace is going to have to give it her all if she wants to fit in with her brand new husband's wealthy dynasty, who require her to follow a brutal tradition. For the bride to try to survive her wedding night while the rest of them hunt her down. The class struggle stuff hits the proverbial fan in this extremely black satire, starring the brilliant Samara Weaving, including an uncommonly an uncommonly perverse Andy McDowell. So even the the groom isn't hundred percent sold on this. Right. But apparently the family has been doing this for decades. Decades. Then we find out that the reason they're doing this is because the family is cursed, or they at least believe they're cursed, and they feel that if they don't commit this sacrifice by sunrise, the night of the wedding, right? Like, they got married. It was that. Yeah. It was the wedding night. Because she's in a dress. She's in her wedding dress. That they will all die. Right. The, the entire family will die. Of course, this is ridiculous. The groom is like, it's preposterous. Everyone in the family is attempting to, even the little kids. Yes. Everyone is attempting to kill her. But... She's kind of a badass. She kind of is. And she ain't finna let y'all kill her. So the twist comes, because of course the entire movie, you're like, these people are fucking crazy. Y'all chill the fuck out. And you're cut the there's other there's voices of reason from other characters in the movie, like, well, has anybody ever seen what happens if we don't like you know what I mean? Like it's uh, even people within the family are like well, we do this because we've been told to do it, but we don't really know if this is <laughs> true. We just kill somebody every time somebody gets married. But anyway, the sun starts coming up, and they haven't killed her. And sure as fuck, these motherfuckers start exploding. Exploding. One at a time, just blood, like viscera. Yes. Everywhere. It's a great ending. It's fantastic. And you're like, holy oh, shit, they were cursed. That shit was real. I thought it was just fun and fantastic. It was really, it was really and fun. Andy McDowell as a heavy was really good. She great. was really good. Like they said, very uncharacteristic. That was a good one. Yeah. But see, that's another one to me. Is that a plot twist or is that a reveal? I can't decide. 
but it's still good. Yeah, way. yeah. It's still good. I would think it's a plot twist because they try to sell us on the idea that it's not real. That it's not real and that they're just crazy. Yeah. That was a really good one. Talk to us. Uh, let us know what some of your favorite plot twists are. Yes. What did we leave off that you wish we would have talked about? Do you agree or disagree? How do you define a plot twist? Let us know. We will be back next week. Stay creepy.